Good evening, everybody. This is Jeff Morton. My co-host, Dina Dye, is joining me this evening. We are back from Florida, aren't we, Dina? Well, I am. I uh, know. <laughs> I'm still in Florida. <laughs> Dina spent this afternoon lounging around on the beach down in... Where are you at down in Florida, exactly? Uh, I'm in Vero Beach. Yeah. It's about an hour and a half north of West Palm. <laughs> oh, I see. That was the first time, Dina, that I'd ever been in Florida. And I got to see really? the grounds. I got to see the grounds of the hotel complexes. I know. <laughs> there time. is more to Florida than the airport in Orlando. <laughs> I could do a 360 turn, guys, and it was a hotel everywhere I looked. Yeah. But, yeah, but well, anyway, right by the airport. So. What a remarkable time. I, yeah, I'm it just, really was. I'm. I'm. I'm still, and my mind is still all over the map. We're going to talk about some of the things that occurred down there, but uh, before we do that, there, there's something that I, I want to bring out to our audience, and that is I I got uh, information today of a family that needs, needs a little help, and so um, I, I, I'm not going to name the family because there's the people that, that you would know. If I mentioned their names, you would know right away, and so I'm not going to do that, and I talked to both parents. Uh, today, <clears throat> they need food. They need help. There's a lot of transition happening in their home, in their world, and uh, I can't go into the details. I'm just going to ask you to trust what I'm about to say. I, I kind of I'm hoping that there are those of you who will uh, provide some financial relief immediately to a family. Uh, <clears throat> I've known the family well. And uh, one, the way that you're going to have to do this, you're just going to have to trust me on this one. Just uh, go to, just send uh, send a, a donation or a contribution to my PayPal account, uh, and the email address for that. For those of you, this is the only way I know how to do this, is j u b e a n fifty nine at gmail dot com. If you go to PayPal and you do it that way, uh, whatever you send, I will immediately forward to the family. That's kind of the situation that this family is in. They need some help. They need some help immediately. And uh, I would really appreciate it. For those of you who have some finances, who love giving, this is a great opportunity to do that. And I, of course, talk to Dean about all of this as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, this is, we don't usually, we, I mean, we don't ever put forth names and, and situations that we don't personally vouch for. Right. Like right. we just don't bring up just anything. So this is a, a need, a serious need, and you can, I mean, you can trust us completely on this. So hopefully you will help out. It would be great. So the email address again is J-U-B-E-A-N. My daughter's name is Julia, and I called her Bean when she was a kid. So it's jubean59 at gmail.com. Any dollar amount that comes into that account, trust me, there's not a dime in there right now. We'll go to this family. <laughs> right. Go to this well, family. You'll, you'll know. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I would appreciate those of you uh, who have the ability to do that. Help help a family out. I'm gonna. Not, I'm not gonna name the family. So anyway, um, Dina, uh, you know, I'm I'm trying to. I'm all over the place on social media about the events this weekend at the Treasures of the Temple Course, and. Uh, <clears throat> This is, like you say, I agree. If, you, if you're really not seeking this kind of information, this will leap over your head. You won't even know what happened. 
But for right. those of you who want to understand these things, I can tell you my favorite expression since coming into this understanding is blow your mind. This will blow your mind. And Dina, you got an opportunity to speak. Rico Cortez was there, Joseph Good. If you don't know who Joseph Good is, then there's a deficit in your faith walk, really. I can't say that enough. And, of course, Ryan White was there. But, Dina, your overall impression, I mean, you do this stuff all the time, but this was quite a course, quite a time. Would you like to address some of the things that we did? Well, sure. And this is actually, this is different than most conferences. And, it, I mean, it truly was a course. It was intense. It was an intensive yes. course. And we had generally five hour-and-a-half sessions each day plus an hour-and-a-half Q&A. And I was just amazed at how and impressed uh, all the folks who just sat through it hour after hour after hour after hour. Um, Ryan had put together a workbook, a companion workbook that went with the whole weekend. So the folks were able to follow along in the workbook with, the, you know, matching the slides to what was being said. And we were very diligent in staying focused and on target with the slides so we didn't go off, you know, the reservation and, you know, into other areas. I just stuck exactly with, the, with what I had planned. So I think Rico said something in the tune of 24 hours worth of teaching when we add it all up, which is... Uh, out, uh, it's remarkable, and so all of this will all the it was all videotaped, and so you can actually purchase the video series plus the companion workbook, and you can you could literally just go through it at home on your own in your own time and cover all of the material in the same way that we did. Well, now you know I've known Rico Cortez for just about ten years. I've called him my friend for ten years. <clears throat> and I've seen him, you know, go through a lot of different changes. I've seen him come out and apologize and make mistakes and do what. And, of course, he certainly echoed a lot of those experiences during the during this uh, course down there. But let me tell you what. I've always seen Rico on the road. And this was his home territory. This was where yeah, he lived. he was on home turf. Yes. And... His wife, you know, Jolanda, and several family members, his two sons, along with several members of their congregation. I mean, it was like they rolled out the royal carpet for us. I mean, it was, it was quite spectacular the what they did. Yeah, was outstanding. I mean, they took such good care of everybody, met our needs, made sure we were okay, made sure we had plenty to eat, of which it was a yes. lot to eat. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot yeah. of it was home-cooked. Yeah, yeah the congregation now, cooked it. Yeah, and these <clears throat> these are our Hispanic brothers and sisters. We had Puerto Ricans there. We had we had Nicaraguans there. We had Costa Ricans there. We had uh, you name it. This we were, yeah. we had just about everybody south of the border there. So we got a different flavor of food uh, on on a couple of the nights. We even had Argentinian. Was it Argentinian steak? Yeah, that barbecue. Man, that was good. Yeah, that yeah. was good. I so, wish I could eat more. <laughs> uh, I I went back three times, Dina. <laughs> I sure did. Anyway, we started the course on Thursday. It concluded on Sunday, and it was intense. I mean, 8.30 in the morning, we're all sitting there in this room. We've got tables. We've got the books, and we've got the speakers. And 
it was not, Rico had mentioned to me a year or so ago that he didn't want to do conferences. He wanted to teach material. And I'll tell you what, you know, I thought I knew a few things. I went down to this conference and realized I know nothing, nothing when it comes to the temple. And to not know, if we're called the living temple, uh, I asked several people since I've been back, what does that mean? And they have no idea. I mean, they're just, I know. But we're the living temple. They have <laughs> no idea about the, the, the legality of representing the temple. They have no idea about the, the various rooms, the functions and purposes in the temple. And so they have no idea how to be what God mandated to be done in that temple and we're the living temple. It's like such a gigantic disconnect. And the purpose yeah. of this course was to reintroduce people to all of that. And I was really, I mean, I'm still shell-shocked at some of the legalities that have been literally ignored for 2,000 years, Dina. And that's, I thought it was good because the three of us bring a different flavor to the temple. So, you know, Joe is very much the hands-on mechanical, archaeological, structural aspects of the temple. And of course, I do my sort of midrashic thing. And then Rico uh, kind of brings in uh, more of the sort of the concepts that are related to the temple. So I thought it was a, a really good balance because you can't just sit there for you know 24 hours just listening to measurements. You know there has to be some balance in there. I you know I go back with Joe to about 1988 is when I first I saw Joe on TBN in 1988 and just the guy just blew me away. So it was not long after that I contacted him and we've actually been friends I think since about 92. But I had the benefit of moving along with him as he was uncovering stuff about the temple. So I, I, I mentioned earlier to, to you today, it's hard for me to even imagine sitting there for three days and all the stuff that I've been working or studied under him for, what, 25 years? You guys all had in three days. And I'm going, I don't even think my brain could possibly process that. So I, I went to Israel a number of times with Joe, and so that was very hands-on. And I, once I understood the structural elements of the temple, then that was my springboard to move more into the area that I do the work. And so I mentioned numerous times in my sessions that you, you must begin you know, with the right. content, the context, the history, the geography the culture, the language, before you ever do what I'm doing, you need to, to, to have this down. And so, uh, you know, Joe just, uh, I really appreciated, I mean, just, you have, no, well, you do now, but most people have no concept of the amount of work this man has done and the very little credit he has ever gotten. Like, people do not credit him with the amount of scholarship and the amount of his material and for the blessing that he is, they just criticize. But it's revolutionary and it's absolutely essential to understand, I think. Well, I, I, for me personally, it's quintessential. 
because of the legal ramifications that are fluid throughout the scriptures. I mean, if you did the wrong thing in that building, it cost yep. you your life. Exactly. Not only not only did uh, Aaron's sons die, but then <clears throat> if you if you walked into the wrong chamber, you'd be put to death. Yeah. I mean, and that wasn't because the rabbis were crazy. That was because Lord God Almighty said so. Yeah, and, well, and <clears throat> so we have no understanding, really, of sacred space yes, and the consequences no. of, of contaminating sacred space. <laughs> <laughs> when Rico started teaching on encroachment, and then he, you know, he referenced the lawyer who kind of went through and did a cursory examination, about uh -huh. how, how you could literally be put in prison for encroaching and usurping the authority. So if right. God told the priests, this is how I want things done, and then if Moses put together the Sanhedrin, the three different mm -hmm. branches of the Sanhedrin, mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. were to relegate how the temple was to be, how it was the pur various purposes, functions, the court of the women, the court of the priests, the court of Israel, the Nicanor Gate, the, uh, uh, I mean, I mean, I could just go on. What is it, the Asura? The, mm -hmm. the, the Asura is the inner, inner courtyard. And I'm, I'm sitting there going, my gosh, the Father has mandated specific things to be observed, and if you did not observe them, then you were basically throwing his authority under the bus and telling him that you could care less about what he has mandated for the body of the temple and how it was to function. Yeah. The, and and that blew like my the, mind, Dina. Well, it's yeah, it's a different level. <laughs> it's just that's all I know to say. People were very cavalier about the scriptures, about the temple, about what went on, and that was kind of like that's for then, and this is for now, and never the twain shall meet, and we're just. We walk in a, a familiarity that, that God, you know, not recognizing God's authority in government, you know. It's, it's a governmental authority and a structure, and we just don't, uh, we don't recognize it. We don't appreciate it. I'm not saying everybody, but, you, you know, well, in general. I mean, I'm going to make a difficult statement, and I'm not qualified to go beyond the statement because I don't know this, but, but trust me. I'm reading Joe's book now. It's called Measure of Measures Measure of Adam, Volume One, yeah. and yeah. Uh, this is a resource book. And let me tell you, this book was not cheap. It, it, I spent a little bit of change for this book. When he told me, I said, Joe, how much is it? He told me the price. I almost choked on my on my words, but I bought it because I get it. I have to know this. You have to know this. And so when well, he, this is thirty years of his life. Yes, poured into well, that book. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, when he told me the price, I went, wow, Joe, I didn't go through those 30 years with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no better resource, really, because honestly, I, I mean, I have most of the scholarship of the, for instance, Dr. Lean Rittmeyer, who I've met and stud I actually took a couple of classes with him. He, he's an architectural archaeologist. And he had a time where he was actually able to go up on the Temple Mount and do some measurements. And he worked with his uh, sister and his wife. And, you know, the, the drawings, he, he wrote a book called The Quest. So the course I took with him, I mean, we're going back, I don't even remember what year it was. 
But I, when I went to the course, I took with me Joe's diagrams that I had, that I've been studying for years. And I showed some of them to Dr. Rittmeyer because one of the things that Joe showed in the, remember the last day when Rico put up the virtual tour of the, of the yes. temple? Yes. And he said, Rico says, what's wrong with this picture? And Joe went up and basically, you know, undid a lot. But if you look at the Court of the Women, 99.999% of all diagrams have the chamber, like the chamber of the leper and the wood, inside the Court of the Women. So it takes out space inside of the Court of the Women. And Joe discovered that the, the chamber for the lepers had to be outside the Court of the Women because that was where the cistern was underneath. So those four chambers are on the outside, not on the inside. So I showed that to Dr. Rittmeyer. And he had his all his drawings have them in on the inside, and he just sort of stopped, and he had this look on his face, and he looked at this material, and I could tell, you know, he, you know, he had to process it. Uh, so Joe is on the cutting edge of uncovering even the diagram of the temple that no one else has come up with, and the rabbis uh, at the Temple Institute have confirmed uh, what he's uncovered, and they changed their drawings because of it. Right, I was reading, um, I was, you know, there's it's, there's no credit given. I can't find, no credit. I can't find the credit to it, but I do know that the uh, Temple Institute has acknowledged Joe's work. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But at the same time, they're preserving, this is something that kind of really surprised me. Because I'm always thinking, okay, well, the Jewish rabbis and the Orthodox, I mean, I'm looking at it from a religious perspective, instead of them being mandated. And I'm talking about those that are really trying to preserve the information for now, you know, right. two centuries. <clears throat> and uh, between the Talmuds and the, so, the Sof, Sof, Tosefta. Tosefta. Tosefta and Migdat and all these commentaries and things have one goal, and that is to save the information regarding the sacred space changed my right. whole outlook on the rabbinic authority that's trying to rebuild the temple. This changed everything. I could look through a different lens at everything because I realized if I'm truly grafted into the Commonwealth of Israel, these are things that I have to pay attention to. Even though the temple's not there, if I'm going to call myself the living temple, then I need to understand what that means. And I had no I had no connection to the authority of the temple and how it governs all of creation. And that whole building, it's, it's, I've been saying for a couple of years, if you just think of every country that has a capital building or central government, well, all of those are, every single one of them are a facsimile of that temple. Yes, because it's, again, it's government. Yes. You know, ancient temples were government. So, yes, it is the capital building. Well, yeah, the, absolutely. The, the interesting thing is what was mandated and what the Father told them to do in terms of a governmental institution, the legality of the order of the king has, I mean, folks, here's that statement, okay? If you're preaching the gospel and you haven't been approved to do that, and you haven't been approved to do a lot of this stuff according to the way the temple operated, you're, you're encroaching upon 
the order of the king, and I'm telling you, you better know what that means. It, I mean, it's that simple. For for cent for millennium, we have done whatever we've wanted to do, and we've had no authority to do it. Well, that's what we do best. So our the Mishnah, it, you know, th this is our primary source of information uh, for the temple, because we've got on the ground eyewitnesses. And, you know, to just dismiss the Mishnah as sort of the ramblings of the rabbis is very foolish. And uh, anything related, so Midot, the tractate Midot, gives us uh, lots of information on, you know, the structural elements of where things were located and the measurements, and et cetera, et cetera. When I write whatever I, you know, when I write my Midrashic stories, I go to the Mishnah for my information to make sure that I am correct in what I'm describing. And usually when I'm done, I send it to Joe, and I have him review it to make sure that I haven't made a mistake and mm -hmm. in something, you know, so about that he confirms, yes, this is accurate, or he'll say, well, you might want to add this in because they, after they had the lottery, then they went and did this or, you know, whatever. But to all our information, you know, we don't have anything earlier than that. So the Mishnah is really uh, absolutely essential to understand the temple. I realize that because um, I've read various snippets here and there, but uh, I just had no ideal. And that's the problem. We have no ideal. Uh, <clears throat> we're talking about Joseph Good, Hatikva, what is his website? Hatikva. Hatikva Ministries, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, I, I fell in love with this man and his wife, Debbie, yeah. and I, I said to her, I said, uh, so who, who's really the brain of this operation? She said, well, I let him think he is. <laughs> That's Debbie. <laughs> well, she, again, she's pretty astute yeah. with this information. She knows. she knows it all. You have no idea. She knows everything. There's not one thing that Joe teaches that she doesn't know. What a, what a, she knows everything. What an incredible yeah. partnership they yeah, have. Yeah, absolutely. And so she's, you know, when one has a ministry, you know, these guys need to have someone that, with organizational skills to keep everything going. Um, and so, you know, both Rico and Joe have that blessing. Yolanda takes care of all the hands-on financial stuff and organizational stuff and material stuff, and so does Debbie, so that these guys can go out and travel and teach and, and that sort of thing. So it's a real blessing. Well, Joe did a presentation, you know, and I know that you, you kind of wanted to, oh, my goodness, we've got five minutes left, really? That's where we are? Uh, <laughs> I, I, have, I have to run to a meeting, but Joe did the presentation on disputing uh, the temple being in the city of David. Do you want to spend a few minutes talking about that? Because I thought he, sure. he, 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 he eviscerated the theory, in my opinion. Well, he and he took, uh, he could have gone farther, he had more points, but for the sake of time and, and for what he was showing. So basically, you know, Ernest Martin came out with a book, which I don't even remember what it's called, somebody I'm sure will email me and remind me. But he only had about six months worth of uh, research on the location of the temple. He'd studied with Benjamin Nazar, who is the foremost archaeologist of of Israel, but he came to the conclusion that the temple was in the city of David, and so this theory is, you know, making the rounds now. I mean, it's blowing up everything. 
and people are just dogmatic in their positions. Um, but there, Joe gave us five very important reasons why it can't possibly be there. And um, obviously, I would we're going to put it on YouTube, so I really encourage people to go and listen to it because I don't have all the charts and graphs in front of me, and I have, you know, I could give you a bunch of reasons why it isn't. But it was very solid, very sound, very helpful, and you cannot dismiss the archaeology and make these jump to these conclusions that this building is located over here from a space of 35 acres down to one that's 14. The one piece of information which uh, he actually didn't go, he talked some, but what changed everything for me is on one of our trips we went to the Schmidt Girls College, which is across from the Damascus Gate. And inside there is a model that was done by Conrad Schick in the late 1800s of the city right. of Jerusalem, which included the Temple Mount. And what you have in the model are the actual cisterns. They kind of come out like little puzzle pieces. Right. And the way you see them, you have to go underneath the model on the floor, <laughs> look up, and you see all these little pieces that push up, which are the cisterns. And all the cisterns match the locations on the Temple Mount. Like the leper chamber, there has to be a cistern underneath for the lepers to go down and have their mikvah. Yes. Same with the Beit HaMoked, where the, where the priests would have to immerse in the morning. So all the water sources lined up with the, uh, with the cisterns. And those cisterns are in the Temple Mount. They are not in the city of David. Conrad Schick was there in the 1800s when uh, Warren Wilson um, right. Schick, and Condor were able to get down underneath the Temple Mount and see stuff and map stuff. These guys were engineers, royal engineers. And so we're going to dismiss that for some guy who, you know, figured something out for after six months and never even cites these sources. This is insane. So anyways, I would encourage you all to go on YouTube. I, I'm guessing it's up there now. Yeah, it is up there. I actually posted okay. it on my Facebook page. Okay. And, yeah. and, I, before we close out the show, I, 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 I want to give an impassioned plea to the believer, and that is this. This is the – I mean, Dean and I have been talking about the temple and the garden in Eden, not of Eden, in Eden. We've been talking about – the, the royal grant given to mankind. We've been talking about Adam being the first high priest and king. We've been talking about uh, the, the, just the richness of information found in knowing these things. What we haven't talked about is this, and that is this is the house of the Lord. This is the sacred space of our creator, and it would be no different if you were to come into my house or I into your house and start dictating terms. And what learning about the temple has shown to me in the little snippets of information that I now have is that there's a, there's a different kind of reverence when dealing with the authority of the king. And we've lost that because we don't understand mm -hmm. what the temple is. And mm -hmm. so I learned exactly. this weekend that the world the world has treated the temple and the information of the temple as though it didn't matter. It reminds me of the story of Ulysses. I can't think of the author's name right now. I read it in high school about the king who was missing for a long Kirk Douglas played in the movie. And then he came back and saw all these people, these usurpers, encroaching upon his house, 
trying to marry his queen, uh, victimizing his son, and he ended up killing all of them and uh, cleaning house. And pe what people don't understand, and particularly in the Brit Hadashah, is that the Messiah challenged all of the authority that was ignoring the authority of the temple and the people of Israel. Th this, to me, when, when, when I heard Daniel McGurr talk about the restoring the honor of the house of the Lord, and it gave me chills. And now to go here and spend this time with Rico and his family, who top shelf, I mean, this was top shelf stuff. And uh, it gave me a different way to look at this. Because if we're in covenant with him, if we recognized his blood and then treat his house like a doormat, there's a problem there. That's what I came away from this conference yeah. learning, Dina. Well, you think here. about what is the, the goal of whatever enemy you want to talk about is to uh, destroy the image of God in this world. And the image of God in this world is his house. Yes. So that this constant uh, attack by the enemy to destroy his house. And whatever form shape that takes, it's always the same. Because the house is the image bearing of God, image bearer of God, if you will. Well, I do know that the uh, series, the course is available. Go to Wisdom and Torah. Uh, just type in Rico, whatever you have to do. But I would encourage you, for those people that want to chase after and serve in the house of the Lord, this is an absolute must. You have to know this information. And in fact, I would go so far as to say that this is the actual foundation. If you don't understand the foundation yes. of the house of the Lord, it's not possible to exercise your faith in a way whereby it brings honor to the king. It's not possible. And I know that Dina and, and I are... why. Go ahead. Well, just so, well, that's why we begin with creation, because the, all of, you know, the creation model is what the temple looks like. Uh, the course is treasure of the temple course. I was blessed beyond measure in many ways. Believe it or not, somebody out there, whoever you were, picked up the tab for my room, uh, upgraded the room. I mean, I was, you know, if, if ever I if ever I felt like the Father wanted me to do something and be somewhere, this trip was it. So <clears throat> we're going to yeah. be back next week. We're going to start talking again about the Holy Spirit. We're going to keep talking about Genesis 1. We're going to yep. keep going. So bless you all. We appreciate you following us. We, I think Dean and I were both surprised at the amount of people that were there that, that knew about our show and were listening to our program. So we, we, you people really bless us when you let us know those Amen. things. Dean, wouldn't you say so? Oh, uh, I was, yeah. There were <clears throat> many surprises this weekend, and that was one of them, the number of people that were familiar with and listened to the show. It was a blessing. <coughs> well, that's going to do it for us, folks. Dina, okay. is, she has to get back to the beach in Florida. <laughs> And I actually have to prepare to for tomorrow's time on the beach. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? I have to run to a meeting that started five minutes ago. So this is Jeff okay. Morton with Dr. Dina Dive returning to Eden. We really appreciate you. Please remember the family. If you, if you got five bucks, put it on my PayPal thing, and I will get it to this family. That really is um, wonderful of you to do that. So I thank you in advance. This is Jeff Morton, Dean, Dr. Yeah. Dina Dive saying goodbye. Shalom. Shalom. Bye. Bye, Bye. Next week.